Obedience of Children, Wives, Servants of Obedience of a Christian Man by William Tyndale. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. The obedience of all degrees proved by God's word, and first of children unto their elders. God, which worketh all in all things, for a secret judgment and purpose, and for his godly pleasure, provided an hour that thy father and mother should come together to make thee through them. He was present with thee in thy mother's womb, and fashioned thee, and breathed life into thee, and, for the great love he had unto thee, provided milk in thy mother's breasts, for thee against thou were born, moved also thy father and mother and all other to love thee, to pity thee, and to care for thee. And as he made thee through them, so hath he cast thee under the power and authority of them, to obey and serve them in a steed, saying, Honor thy father and mother. Exodus 20. Which is not to be understood in bowing the knee and putting off the cap only, but that thou love them with all thine heart, and fear and dread them, and wait on their commandments, and seek their worship, pleasure, will and profit in all things, and give thy life for them, counting them worthy of all honor, remembering that thou art their good and possession, and that thou owest unto them thine own self, and all thou art able, yea, and more than thou art able to do. Understand also that whatsoever thou doest unto them, be it good or bad, thou doest unto God. When thou pleasest them, thou pleasest God. When thou displeasest them, thou displeasest God. When they are angry with thee, God is angry with thee. Neither is it possible for thee to come to the favor of God again, no, though all the angels of heaven pray for thee, until thou have submitted thyself unto thy father and mother again. If thou obey, though it be but carnally, either for fear, for vainglory, or profit, thy blessing shall be long life upon the earth. For he saith, Honor thy father and mother, that thou mayest live long upon the earth. Exodus 20. Contrawise, if thou disobey them, thy life shall be shortened upon the earth, for it followeth. Exodus 21. He that smiteth his father or mother shall be put to death for it, and he that curseth, that is to say, raileth or dishonoreth his father or mother with opprobrious words, shall be slain for it. And, Deuteronomy 21, If any man have a son stubborn and disobedient, which heareth not the voice of his father and the voice of his mother, so that they have taught him nurture, and he regardeth them not, then let his father and mother take him, and bring him forth unto the seniors or elders of the city, and unto the gate of the same place. And let them say unto the seniors of that city, This our son is stubborn and disobedient. He will not hearken unto our voice. He is a rioter and a drunkard. Then let the men of the city stone him with stones unto death. So shall ye put away wickedness from among you. And all Israel shall hear and shall fear. And though that the temporal officers to their own damnation be negligent in punishing such disobedience, as the spiritual officers are to teach it, and wink at it, or look on it through the fingers, yet shall they not escape unpunished. For the vengeance of God shall accompany them, as thou mayest see, Deuteronomy 27, with all misfortune and evil luck, and shall not depart from them until they be murdered, drowned, or hanged, either until by one mischance or another they be utterly brought to naught. Yea, 
and the world oftentimes hangeth many a man for that they never deserved. But God hangeth them, because they would not obey and hearken unto their elders, as the consciences of many will find when they come to the gallows. There can they preach and teach other that which they themselves would not learn in season. The marriage also of the children pertaineth unto their elders, as thou mayst see, 1 Corinthians 7, and throughout all the scripture, by the authority of the said commandment, children, obey father and mother, which things the heathen and Gentiles have ever kept, and to this day keep, to the great shame and rebuke of us Christians, inasmuch as the weddings of our virgins, shame it is to speak it, are more like to the salt of a bitch than the marrying of a reasonable creature. See not we daily three or four challenging one woman before the commissary or official of which not one hath the consent of her father or mother. And yet he that hath most money hath best right and shall have her in the despite of all her friends and in the defiance of God's ordinances. Moreover, when she is given by the judge unto the one party and also married, even then oft times shall the contrary party sue for a higher judge or another that succeedeth the same, and for money divorce her again. So shamefully doth the covetousness and ambition of our prelates mock with the law of God. I pass over with silence how many years they will prolong the sentence with cavillations and subtlety if they be well moneyed on both parties, and if the damsel promise too, how shameful counsel they will give the second, and also how the religious of Satan do separate unseparable matrimony. For after thou art lawfully married at the commandment of father and mother, and with the consent of all thy friends, yet if thou wilt be disguised like unto one of them, and swear obedience to their traditions, thou mayst disobey father and mother, break the oath which thou hast sworn to God before his holy congregation, and withdraw love and charity, the highest of God's commandments, and that duty and service which thou owest unto thy wife, whereof Christ cannot dispense with thee. For Christ is not against God, but with God, and came not to break God's ordinances, but to fulfill them. That is, he came to overcome thee with kindness, and to make thee to do of very love the thing which the law compelleth thee to do. For love only, and to do service unto thy neighbor, is the fulfilling of the law in the sight of God. To be a monk or a frere, thou mayst thus forsake thy wife before thou hast lain with her, but not to be a secular priest. And yet, after thou art professed, the Pope, for money, will dispense with thee, both for thy coat and all thy obedience, and make a secular priest of thee. Likewise, as it is simony to sell a benefice, as they call it, but to resign upon a pension, and then to redeem the same, is no simony at all. O crafty jugglers and mockers with the word of God! The Obedience of Wives Unto Their Husbands After that Eve was deceived of the serpent, God said unto her, Genesis 3, Thy lust or appetite shall pertain unto thy husband, and he shall rule thee, or reign over thee. God, which created the woman, knoweth what is in that weak vessel, as Peter calleth her, and hath therefore put her under the obedience of her husband to rule her lusts and wanton appetites. Peter, 1 Peter 2, exhorteth wives to be in subjugation to their husbands, after the example of the holy women which in old time 
trusted in God, and as Sarah obeyed Abraham and called him Lord, which Sarah, before she was married, was Abraham's sister and equal with him, but as soon as she was married was in subjection and became, without comparison, inferior. For so is the nature of wedlock by the ordinance of God. It were much better that our wives followed the example of the holy women of old time in obeying their husbands than to worship them with a paternoster, an eve, and a credo, or to stick up candles before their images. Paul, Ephesians 5, saith, Women, submit yourselves to your own husbands as to the Lord, for the husband is the wife's head, even as Christ is the head of the congregation. Therefore, as the congregation is in subjection to Christ, likewise let wives be in subjection unto their husbands in all things. Let the woman, therefore, fear her husband, as Paul saith in the said place, for her husband is unto her in the stead of God, and she obey him, and wait on his commandments, and his commandments are God's commandments. If she, therefore, grudge against him, or resist him, she grudgeth against God, and resisteth God. The Obedience of Servants Unto Their Masters Servants, obey your carnal masters with fear and trembling, in singleness of your hearts as unto Christ, not with service in the eyesight as man-pleasers, but as the servants of Christ, doing the will of God from the heart, with good will, even as though ye serve the Lord and not men. Ephesians 6 And 1 Peter 2 Servants, obey your masters with all fear, not only if they be good and courteous, but also though they be froward. For it cometh of grace, if a man for conscience towards God endure grief, suffering wrongfully. For what praise is it, if, when ye be buffeted for your fault, ye take it patiently? But, and if ye do well, ye suffer wrong and take it patiently, then is their thanks with God. Hereunto verily were ye called, for Christ also suffered for our sakes, leaving us an example to follow his steps. In whatsoever kind, therefore, thou art a servant during the time of thy covenants, thy master is unto thee in the stead and room of God, and God, through him, feedeth thee, clotheth thee, ruleth thee, and learneth thee. His commandments are God's commandments, and thou oughtest to obey him as God, and in all things to seek his pleasure and profit. For thou art his good and possession, as his ox or his horse, insomuch that whatever doth but desire thee in his heart from him, without his love and license, is condemned of God, which saith, Exodus 20, See thou once covet not thy neighbor's servants. Paul the apostle sent home Onesimus unto his master, as thou readest in the epistle of Paul to Philemon, insomuch that through the said Philemon with his servant, also was converted by Paul, and owed to Paul, and to the word that Paul preached, not his servant only, but also himself. Yea, and though Paul was in necessity, and lacked ministers to minister unto him in the bonds which he suffered for the gospel's sake, yet would he not retain the servant necessary unto the furtherance of the gospel without the consent of the master. Oh, how sore differeth the doctrine of Christ and his apostles from the doctrine of the Pope and of his apostles. For if any man will obey neither father nor mother, neither lord nor master, neither king nor prince, the same needeth but only to take the mark of the beast, that is, to shave himself a monk, a frere, or a priest, and is then immediately free and exempted from all service and obedience due to man. 
He that will obey no man, as they will not, is most acceptable unto them. The more disobedient that thou art unto God's ordinances, the more apt and meet art thou for theirs. Neither is the professing, vowing, and swearing obedience unto their ordinances any other thing than the defying, denying, and forswearing obedience to the ordinances of God. End of Obedience of Children, Wives, Servants by William Tyndale Read by David Ronald